Hey, what's up, dudes? Do that. This is Comedy Fitness Podcast with your host Don Gray. Comedy and fitness; those are my two passions. I'm here to bring you every week something new, something fresh about both. Today, I got a cool guest. I got Alex Ortiz. This man has already taught me new shit. Okay, <laughs> yesterday we were in Cozumel, and I've been for like six damn years doing the same thing, uh, going for a bike ride, getting drunk. This dude got me into renting an electric bike. And blew my mind that and changed my world. Bike is the shit, dog. Yeah, the, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Ortiz. <laughs> What's up, up, dude? That electric bike is the shit, dude. That was the shit. That yeah. was that was almost exercising, it and cool. I loved it. It is so cool. I want one. Yeah. I want one at home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we gotta have them in the states. And it's a, you think you know it's an electric bike. You think it's not gonna. Man, as soon as you turn on that motor, it's, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were trying to do the not dork thing and not take the helmets. Yeah, the no, I wasn't taking the helmet. No, I but do like kept trying to push the helmet. But then you were out in front, like you, you were full speed in, yeah. and I'm like, I, I should have had that damn helmet. I'm like, I, I want to go back and get that little helmet. There's people that I'm passing people on scooters. They're yeah, wearing helmets. Yeah. But it's Cosmel. You will see a whole family oh, yeah, on a scooter. On a scooter, everybody holding on. It looks like yeah. one of those things from the circus where they have like all the clowns on one big ass. And they do it. They're all. They're all. All and, the jugglers are all on one thing. <laughs> and the only person who don't have a helmet is the baby. Baby, yeah, yeah. And I asked once, I said, why does the baby have a helmet? I mean, he's a baby. He's like, because we can't afford to keep buying the same. That's okay. The baby, we make another one. We make another we one. We make another we one. Keep... It's one baby. It's no big deal. Look, I got 17 more yeah, on the back. We got a bunch. We got, a, we got spare babies. <laughs> we only got one scooter. <laughs> But yeah, man, Cosmo was off the hook. I love oh, Cosmo. Yeah. I love it out there. But we were doing like you know, we did a little, little, little bit of. Uh, I try to work out when I'm out there. Yeah, you know, I try to do a little bit of, of walking, a most, little bit most so that of the time you know, I walk because it's like what about? He said it was four miles today. Yeah, three point five, three point five yeah. miles so straight downtown. in the heat. I, and when I was broke, first started working mm. for Carnival. I walked there and back because that yeah. eight dollars would yeah, good yeah. eight dollars. No, I feel you. I, I feel you. Eight dollars, eight dollars. I feel you. I feel you, dog. I feel you. But now that we got money, we'd be like, man, I don't know. Um. <laughs> I know the, the job can make you bougie. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, comedy is a struggle, but once yeah. things start going once well. Once you start making money, you're like, um, I think I'm going to take that limo because mm-hmm. the tab is only $8. Limo's 12 Right? <laughs> I'm going to spend the extra $4. Exactly. And I got to bring my boys. And we're going to put the champagne <laughs> in the drugs. I mean, yeah. no, sometimes I think we're like uh, NFL players. Like, yeah. You know, dude, we need financial counseling because 75% of these dudes, when they leave the league, are broke. And comics, man, if if I see another one of my boys pass and we got to have a GoFundMe page yeah. to bury this dude and right. feed the kids for a couple of years, right. I'm like, dude. But they, they love him on the road, though. <laughs> they, yeah, they got bitches in every city. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Willie. Big Willie. I'd be balling out of control. Big Willie. Where's the dope man? Right. All that right. stuff. Exactly. You know? But as soon then, as they pass, people like, you know, he ain't got no bank account. No, right? <laughs> fucking have a bank account. That's why so many of us. I always talk about like you know it's all, life's always about balance, but trying to get to some level of a healthy lifestyle. Right, life for instance, right. okay, you stopped drinking. Yeah, I stopped drinking. Now was that just strictly health? No, it was. It was just. It was. Yeah, it was actually mostly health because yeah. I'm older now. I'm fifty. I'll be fifty three in a couple of weeks. Go man. So uh, I got a grand, a new granddaughter. I got two oh, boys that are ten and twelve and a sixteen year old. So I got on the ships, uh, and you know it was a comic. You drink free a lot. Yep. So I it got to a point, dude, where I was on the road. Three months, every day drinking. Yeah. And then at one point, I'm waking up in my room trying to figure out how the fuck I got in my room. Yeah. Where I got one sock on and one shoe on. And the shoe ain't got no sock. The, shoe, the foot with the shoe ain't got no sock on it. <laughs> I'm just laying there trying to figure out how the fuck I got back to my room. And I thought, man, this is crazy. This is how you kill it. And yeah, I only man. drank Hennessy at this point. I got to a point oh. where all I drank was Hennessy. Oh, okay. And so yeah. double shot of Hennessy, you know, and then and then I'd have five of those a night. And, and the double shots are turning. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. five. That's five, a, that's five a, five a night, whoa. Yo. Okay. And then that was what right. I bought. 
Yeah, and then you count what the other people bought. You know, fans yeah. coming up. Yeah. So at one point you just go, man. I'm I I just can't. I'm I'm no. Done. Yeah, and I don't, I want to live it to be you know. Well, for the grandbabies, yeah, yeah, grandbabies. you know, and your babies, yeah, 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 you know, that's a big part. But now, did the uh, you always been working out on the ship? You always been taking that. I, yeah, pill well, actually, the what happened was uh, I got I, I was always a, in pretty good shape I, as a soldier in the army. I was one of those guys that had the six pack and the, you know the lovely packs and shit. Okay, and I came in the, looking then good. I became a nurse in the uh, combat mm-hmm. medical specialist and a nurse. So when I worked as a nurse, I worked with number women. So I kept the six pack because they liked it. Hello, you know. And at the time, I was player player. Young, you know, twenty six, young, dumb, and full of. Hey, well, let's like backtrack a little bit yeah. to that too, because that your, your story, your, your story to comedy, your pathway to comedy is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, streets of Chicago. Streets. Of I mean, I'm, I'm throwing out streets yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, I was, yeah, yeah, I was a hood rat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, you know, and you saw some shit. Yeah. You know, well, you know, had shit, had some boys yeah. that didn't like, quite make yeah. it as far as you did. My buddies are dead or in jail or yeah. still or still standing on that fucking or corner at fifty years old, man, trying to. Act like they still thugs. Mm-hmm. And because you told me a story the other day, you you had a, you had a pivotal moment that made you say yeah, like, "Screw this." Right. We were at the um, back in the day. There was a Bally's Health Club, uh, and Bally's. my buddy was the manager of it. So what we would do is, everyone I knew was a coke dealer. Yeah. Because that was how everybody got their money. Right. Back in the day, we, mm-hmm. they sold weed, they sold coke, and so I was the enforcer. I was the guy that went and got you. You were money. the guy. If you fucked up and you didn't pay, Alex came and knocked on your door and said, "Look, um, either you give me the money or I'm gonna break every bone in everybody body." Did I'm you have a nickname? No. Damn, you were so hard they just called you Alex. Yeah, Alex. Alex. Okay. Is Alex is coming. Oh, you don't fuck with Alex. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we had one point. We were in the fucking in the club and we were partying hardy. We had all these bitches there. We were butt naked, skinny <laughs> dipping and shit. You know, and you, you in valleys. You got yeah, in valleys <laughs> have a club after clothes, and you know you got the cocaine dick. So you ain't really got no dick at this point. You just got these. But we had a club trying. You want to use it, but right, you can't use it. Ain't shit happening. This is what, what Dion Cole called it a gummy bear dick. It's a gummy bear dick. Trying to push that little gummy bear dick. But we had bitches there. You know, we was doing all this coke and shit. And uh, at one point. I was geeked out of my mind. I couldn't even talk. I was so high. And, you know, I had the cagneys going, mouth going. So mm-hmm. I was, yeah, mm-hmm. And the back door busts open and all these cops come running in. So I got a 16th of coke on me. And everybody else I knew had eight balls or greater. So we threw all the, on top of the lockers. They had these flat top lockers. We threw them all on top of the lockers yep. and shit. And for some reason, the cops never looked up there. Not once. They never looked up and got up on All they had to do was get up on that little bench and look up. And they'd have seen, they'd, there was probably a kilo of cocaine up oh, there in little baggies, oh, you know? For little favors, so man. So we, uh, the cops were like, we know there's drugs here. And of course, I didn't say nothing because I knew if I spoke, they would they'd have seen. You give yourself yeah, up I, right there. Look, at, there's something wrong with that boy yeah. there. He's, either he's retarded or he's high as fuck. <laughs> either way, he goes. Now either way, you got to go. So, um. They they never found the coke. They never looked up and got the coke. So my buddy, they were like, we know there's drugs in here. So my buddy Dan said, I, I got a couple joints on me. So he pulled out the three joints. They took the joints, and they said, you need, you guys need to get the fuck out of here. And they left. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what the fuck just happened? And, of course, we went back and got all our coke, and we kept partying because we're fucking idiots, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. We can't leave till the coke was done. That's just the exactly. Rule. Come on, done. If the coke ain't done, we ain't done partying. So... We uh we went uh, the next day we were standing out on on Division Street in in Chicago in Humboldt Park and we were drinking Brass Monkey because we thought we were you know the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, Brass Monkey, Brass. Monkey. Yeah, we yep. were drinking Brass Monkey and and Danny, same dude that gave up the weed. We take a drink, run around the block, come back, take another drink, run around the block. So we were just having fun, goofing. <laughs> then they started kicking in car windows. 
like the, oh, know, the okay. windows on cars, yeah. <laughs> kicking yeah. them in, and I'm standing there. What the just, fuck is wrong with you, dude? Just vandalism for no damn. Yeah, reason. and then they started kicking in storefront windows, and I thought these fucking guys are stupid. You know, we're all everybody is a yeah. drug dealer, omni enforcer. Everybody got we, shit we, on. We're them. all we we boys. Yeah, we were called the Hooterville's back then. Hooterville's. Hooterville. Okay. Yeah. So, um. Um, the next day, you know, after we left the corner, because after they cooked up the front windows, we, we got the fuck out of there, of course. Ran like bitches. Yeah. So the next day, I was walking down the street thinking, what the fuck am I doing with my life? This mm-hmm. bullshit here. I'm, I'm going to end up in jail or killed or somebody. Yeah. Or I'm going to have to kill somebody to protect my own life. So I yeah. thought, what am I going to do? And as I was walking down North Avenue, I saw the Army recruiter office. And I pivoted right into the Army recruiter office and joined. And I left the next day. The next day, the I didn't even know they day. do. They didn't. Oh, well, I guess yeah. you're 18. They don't talk to yeah. your parents. ASVAB. I signed paperwork. ASVAB. Back in the day, 81. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you out. Gone. They're like, okay, leave tomorrow. Yeah, leave tomorrow. You weren't a little shocked. You're like, okay. I mean, you were out of the pack. Nothing. Went to they the ASVAB. Took the test. After I finished the test, they put me in a hotel. The next day, I was on a bus on my way to Fort Knox, Kentucky. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was the best thing I ever did in my life. Right, good decision. Yeah, because yeah, when you I never regretted it. Were you, nah, were you scared at the beginning? Like, like uh, in the beginning, I thought I was still a badass. So yeah. the army was what saved my life because I got the shit kicked out of me by this big dude from Texas. Best thing ever happened to a young John man. Lester. I'll never forget him, dude. He was big as a fucking house. John Lester, one of them dudes with haystacks on the farm with one arm. <laughs> he was huge. I bet. And uh, you know me, the fearless, stupid motherfucker oh, that yeah. I was. Uh, he was in my squad. I was a squad leader. Mm-hmm. And this is about three weeks into basic training. And he was talking shit. He was, And I was like, look, man, I will fuck you up. And I put my hand up like this in his face, you know. And he grabbed my hand, grabbed me by the belt, and picked me right up over his fucking head. And when he did that, that's when I knew, all right, this ain't going to end well. And he threw me. And I mean, I went flying through the air, and he came over, and we got into a fight. And I tried, tried. the best I could, tried. but it was like hitting a, a Chevy. Like hit on me, like kind <laughs> of looked at you funny. He, ah, he hit me. He beat the <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, and then the next day, because uh, the drill sergeants came running up, of course. The but they let it go, right? Like kind of like hockey. Did they like? No, 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 they didn't see anything. Oh, okay. Because by the time the fight had happened, by the time they got up there, I was done. He had already beat the shit out oh, of my okay, ass, yeah. and we we were done fighting. And I was sitting in the corner, shining my shoes, and I was shining my shoes. And he said, what, what the fuck happened up here? No, I mean, what the fuck? Somebody was there was wrestling. He said, "Sorry, that's all I'm not stop that." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so what's wrong with your face, son? Yeah, Nothing. I looked like I fell seventeen times down the stairs because hammers involved. You know, clumsy. Uh, so um, that taught me. That I wasn't the baddest dude walking the planet, and um, good lesson. And that was a good lesson learned. Save your life. Me and him became best friends. I bet, right? The next day he came over and he was like, "You ain't, you ain't, you know, you a bad motherfucker." You, you challenged him. When was the last time he got yeah, challenged? Yeah, he probably yeah. Knew people don't fuck with him. And yeah. I was like, I hit him with a steal pot though. You know those helmets, those metal helmets. I yeah. hit him right across the face with that steel pot, and that that's when he just. He was like, what the fuck? That and actually faced him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came back and started pounding on the motherfucker. But yeah, it was a... Uh, oh, damn. It, that it hurt. saved that my life. Hurt. And then when I got back yeah. to, this, to the neighborhood, then you have a whole different perspective in your mind. Like, yeah. You're not that same dude on that corner. Now no. you, you've expanded your life. I went to... Uh, Knox, I went to Georgia, uh, Fort Gordon, Fort Benning, and we did uh, Fort McCoy, Wisconsin. So you kind of get a little picture of what other you people saw actually live. How, how other people live, how, you know, how they're not as different back, as you think. And, right. yeah. It's a whole different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, you, you um, especially in the Army, was nurse? I became a nurse. Yeah. nurse. Well, what happened was I was a combat medical specialist. Okay. 
I was a, I was an infantry soldier, and we were in the woods playing. Uh, we were having a bivouac, which is uh, out in the woods for like two weeks, playing mm-hmm. war games, of course. And then uh, we were fighting the Russians, and then the Russians just left. They, they the whole the whole USSR just fell apart, and they were gone. Oh yeah, you're right. right. That's we, when it collapsed. We were training yeah. to fight yes. them, and then they were gone. Gone. They're like, we ain't I'm fighting like, them no well, more. We ain't fighting them no more. Well, let's fuck with the Chinese. I'm like, yeah. Man, you know this five billion. <laughs> <laughs> they got extra. They're like a video game. Right. They just so, keep coming. We were walking. I was. It was my 24th birthday. I was walking down um, in the bivouac, and I had on a. I was filthy, grungy. Hadn't had a shower in two weeks, of mm-hmm. course, because we we're in the woods. Yeah. Taking uh, what they call steel pot baths, where you take a bath out of your helmet. You fill it with water, and you, yeah, you kind of you know what they call a whore bath. Which yeah. Is like, <laughs> so uh, I'm walking down, and this guy has a brand new fucking clean uniform. It's pressed. He's got cologne on, clean shave, and I walked right up and I said, "What the fuck do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I'm a 91 Charlie. So I walked into my first sergeant's office. I said, I want to be a 91 Charlie. You had no idea no what idea that was. What the fuck it was. You just, you just knew that your nuts smelled yeah, and you don't yeah, want yeah, this to happen. I didn't again. want my nuts to be musty shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I walked into my first sergeant's office. He says, You want to be a 91 Charlie? Fill out this paperwork. And about six months later, I was drunk as shit, of course, you know, with the infantry soldiers hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Partying. And, uh, partying ugly. And somebody said, Hey, man, you, your school is open. And I said, What school? They said, You're going to be a nurse. I was like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So that's you really I had no out. idea what no I was. You just signed up, you know, and then you kind of forgot about it. And yep. then, like, and then hey, like six months later, they said you're gonna go be a nurse. And shit. Did that shock you? Like you were like, were you I like was, oh, okay. yeah, I was like, what? They said you're gonna be a nurse. I was like, get the fuck out of here and be a nurse. So I had to go through three prerequisites: yeah, general medical orientation, and then combat medical specialist. Mm-hmm. And then once I did that. Then I had to wait for the uh, 91 Charlie School to open, and I went to nursing school, and I became a nurse in the Army. And but I say, especially in the Army, I mean, you know, the term male nurses is oxymoron, nurses, yeah. right? Yeah. But, like, and I guess in the Army especially, though, you need someone who can physically handle, like, oh, the yeah, job. No. Like, physically, like, yeah. picking up troops, picking up stuff. If someone invades the hospital. I mean, not that women can't do it, too, right, but right. I'm guessing that would be more well, of a male-dominated. you had to dominated. be able to put a bandage, you know, start an IV and shoot an M16 as yeah. well. You can't just, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, nursing in the Army was pretty cool. It was a, it was a badass. Bet. I mean, the coolest call we ever got, we had a mass casualties. They call it a mass cash. Uh, a lightning bolt hit an artillery gun, right, mm. just out of the blue. While there were six guys standing on it. So the lightning bolt burnt them all the fuck up. Like, oh. burnt them all up. And, you know, I'm in the ambulance driving, and I get over yeah. there, and I'm like, what the fuck? And you can see, like, you know, I mean, third-degree burns. Uh, people crispy. Char- crispy, right. And so we get these guys into the uh, emergency room. Like, they inside and out, too, right? When yeah, it's yeah, a, like yeah. They oh. burnt. It just, a uh, lightning bolt hit the, the gun, and they were standing on it. So it just fried them. And, uh... You know, we we they, we got him to the emergency room, and uh, it was the first time I'd ever seen somebody who's we had to cut the uniform off because the uniform had burnt to the, to the body. Skin. You know, so as we're cutting the uniform off, my doctor runs over and he goes, "I want you to start an IV on that guy." And I'm like, "Where the fuck? Where?" And he goes, "Do a cut down." And I'm like, "A what?" He said, "A cut down." So he took a scalpel, put it in my hand, and took the guy's thigh, sliced it open, opened it up took the fucking needle and stuck it right in the artery and shit and started the IV. And then he said, now do the other leg and walked away. And I was like, what oh, the fuck? God, yeah, wow. It was crazy. Wow, but you got to do it. Yeah, it was it was a whole different thing. When I got into the, in the civilian world nursing. Yeah, that was, was nothing, right, compared no, to that? Like, yeah, I've seen no, Crispy Critters. I mean, they were even surprised I, could, I knew how to do shots and stuff like that in IVs because 
in the in the civilian world, an LPN, which was I was a, mm. a licensed practical nurse. I call it low paid nurse. Yeah, right. They didn't. <laughs> you weren't allowed to do stuff like that. You had to go to special classes. But in the army, I had already had that training. Yeah, they're like yeah, you're doing yeah. this. I was doing shots as a combat medical specialist because they didn't play in the army. They're like you doing funny, and we ain't giving no shots. You get the shots because you're a peon. Mm. So uh, you know, and, and that was a great training. And then I got into the civilian world, and there was you know bitches everywhere. So right. I had to stay in shape. So you were a civilian nurse for a while. Okay, before you went into firefighting, man. That so okay, uh, so okay. Let's talk about the time frame. So you were in the army for you did ten years. Ten years. Oh man. Okay, yeah. ten years. Then you got out, and then you go into um, the nursing. private nursing private yeah. field, and then you did nursing for fifteen. Oh wow. Yeah. And then then you went to then you went to firefighting. Yeah, but I did nursing man. and firefighting kind of combined. Like I was a nurse for ten years before mm-hmm. I became a firefighter, and then I did both for five years. Mm-hmm. And then I started comedy at the same time. About to say, man, like yeah, I was doing all three. You're busy. At one point. Yeah, it was crazy. And I but comedy had to be something that had been burning you for a long time. Yeah, I, I, the first time I told a joke, I was 16 in high school on stage. Okay. Yeah, you know, and I, I've been a, a comedy student because when I was a, I was a nerd in high school uh, in 14. Uh, I didn't become cool till I was like 16. Sophomore okay, year, nerd to an enforcer. That's yeah, a good transition. Well, I was yeah. That's when it yeah. started happening later on. But at 14, I was just a fat, nerdy kid, mm. and uh, I lost all the weight doing, uh, doing uh, swimming. Okay. I became a lifeguard in the summertime and stuff like that. So a lot of things happened in high school. But at first, I was that guy that was in the, in the library as the audiovisual aid. Oh, shit. AV Tech. Yeah, AV Tech. And I was yeah. bringing the, you know, Alex. hey, did you, need, did you need that recorder or that How big film? were you? I was, uh, I was pretty small. No, I but was, you, were, you, were, you were chubby, I was though. Fat, yeah. I was a fat I was kid. Fat I, I find that that makes comics. Yeah. I think fat childhood makes comics yeah, a lot. Yeah, that and a lot of abuse. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, not kidding. Like, yeah, like yeah. needing a hug and having to defend yeah. yourself verbally. And then makes when a you comic. finally get into the game, that's what makes you a hoe. Yes. Because you finally got girls that want to give you some pussy for years, wouldn't nobody touch you? You just go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yep. no, no yep. doubt. When, yeah. You know, comedy when low low self esteem meets big ego makes comedy, uh-huh. and then like yeah, all of a sudden women like you, and then you don't know how to act. You don't know. How That's to why act. a lot of dudes like. I mean, I know I was that when I was first getting yeah, into comedy. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how to act. Oh, Luckily, I was, I was in L.A. where they didn't I care was as much. Married in my first marriage, uh, I was miserable. Yeah, yeah. Me and my wife hated each other. Like mm. the last. 10 Why are you trying to do comedy? You got two yeah, good exactly. jobs. Why you want to do comedy? Yeah, exactly. And then you know, um, she made me. I wanted to do it when I was twenty four. Mm. She made me stop. And then I started again when I was. I went. I had open mics at twenty four, hoping to get in. And I started to do like get people come on in Saturday night and do a guest spot. Which I didn't know meant anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, they were the time, giving you something. They were giving they're, you they're, something. You thought that she you was p- like, you know, you ain't making no money. You can't do this shit. We Still for free it. though. Yeah, right. So then, when I got into my 30s, um, I did an open mic at All Jokes Aside in Chicago. Okay. And uh, Damon Williams was there. Okay. Um, and uh, he he was like, "Yo, that shit was funny, man." And I'm like, "Damon's hey, funny." Worked with Steve Harvey for a long time. Yeah, Damon's Damon's great. Yeah. He did he did the tour with the Kings of Comedy. and everything. And then. He kind of started, come on back next week and do that again. Mm-hmm. And then the third time I got on stage and told a joke, I come around the corner, I had a great set, you know, it was a five-minute set I had written. I come around the corner and Bernie Mac was standing there. And he was like, "Hummy up, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, shit. He said, my name is Bernie Mac. I said, I know who the fuck you is. <laughs> he said, you funny than a motherfucker. Here's my card. I want you to come down and do my room on Tuesday nights. He had a room called Trainers on Tuesday nights. Where he would do, he would sit on stage, have a like a jazz band playing behind him, and he would rip 
all night long. Yeah. And he would, you know, you'd, he'd bring new comics up, man. Love That's what Bernie. he did. He, he, he loved yeah, Bernie. Bernie was one of the coolest fucking dudes that ever worked. Worked with him once, but loved yeah. oh, Loved dude, him as a fan. Yeah, Loved not just fan. As, as a fan, as a as a family man, mm-hmm. as a Chicagoan, because he was true to Chicago no matter what happened, mm-hmm. and as as just the realest motherfucking dude ever. Mm-hmm. He never changed, even when he became the king of comedy. Uh, I got a great story about him at the king of comedy, but he was the one that took me around, and he was like on Tuesday nights, and and uh, I'd wow. be coming out there hanging out, and he would say, "Alex, when you do that joke, change this part a little bit, or, you know, try and try and tweak this," and he he kind of taught me. How to change jokes to make them work better and stuff and 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 him and I tell you Damon Williams, mm-hmm. Dion Cole, uh, it was Tony Schofield back in the day and George Wilborn are okay. probably the the guys who started everything for me. Those are good me mentors, most, yeah, man. Those are my guys. Some damn good mentors. Yes, sir. Yeah, and Damon still to this day. Damon's a beast. Yeah, I call uh, if, if I have a problem and I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I used to call Damon, and I still to this day, if something came up and I wouldn't understand, I would call Damon Williams in a heartbeat, and he would answer the phone and let me know what to do. He was no Damon's like Damon. Damon had a bit about beige babies that I've been laughing at for years. <laughs> He's amazing. You know, this girl walking through the hood looking for where's 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 my keys? Where's my keys? <laughs> he's a trip but he's, oh man that's he, good again, mentoring man again yeah i started out in in a room that that grew some of the greatest comics that that have been out there for a while. so what age is this the, i was in my 30s okay so you're in your 30s yeah. okay, for a comedy for and for a comic sort of a late bloomer yeah very late but yeah. i gotta be honest it's the age where you can actually take advice and use it yes you're that's not when you, you, don't, you realize you don't you're know not everything such a knucklehead yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. a lot of guys think well i know what the fuck i'm doing i don't need to listen to you and i was like I was like, yeah, no, I'll take whatever I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got on Comic View like nine months after I started comedy. Boom. Is that they when they film, where they filming in L.A.? Yeah, filming in L.A. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the Gar- Gardenia yeah. City. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, Gardena. Uh, mm-hmm. Gardena, California. Yep. And uh, what happened was they asked, they had, you know, the the auditions and they only needed five I only had five minutes at the time like five right. good killer minutes. Yeah. Shit, I had maybe ten minutes. That total. could go on TV. That, yeah, it could go on TV. Yeah. So, first season i got on it was gary owens was hosting and yeah. was standing backstage and gary was like you, you all right man and i was like these motherfuckers ain't ready for me and he's like whatever and i went up and killed oh cool but i only had five minutes yeah so i did it for four seasons because every time they came back they wanted 10 minutes by the time i had that 10 minutes ah. and i had you know so i just it that's how it all started and it was because of damon okay Damon williams was the reason that i got on comic view Meaning he hooked you up, he, he or he was the one that said you got This is a guy you got to look at. Give this him a guy. shot. Yeah, you got to look at this guy. Our best gigs come from other comics. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Networking is more important in this game than any oh, other yeah. else. It's not bookers. It's not agents. No. They're, they're more tools. That they're here to they're here to work for us, or yeah. sometimes those against guys us, that work with Adam Sandler in those movies. Those yeah. guys aren't huge comics. They're his boys. They're his boys. Yeah, exactly. That's why you see them over and over, yeah, like over you know, know. same guys. Yep. They're different yep. characters, but they're the same dudes. Yep. Man. Yeah, you know, and they 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 work they work with him, and he's yeah. taking good care of him. Absolutely, he's taking really and good that, care of him. You that, see that to me is the coolest thing about Adam Sandler. Yeah, I mean, some of his movies have been horrible. Yeah, and some of them have been fantastic. Man, I I, I love Happy Gilmore, of Dude, course. Waterboy. Waterboy is funny as hell. Waterboy is funny as hell. I mean, love yeah, Happy. Yeah, I mean, you know. Did a couple of serious ones. I like Spanglish. I know that's sounds Spanglish weird. Was fun. He did yeah. a couple of serious ones yeah, that I like yeah. too. But my like, kids you know. can't watch Click because they cry when they watch Click. 
Oh, like, you know, the part at the end when he's dying and shit. My yeah. friends get all teary eyed. They're like me. I'm. I'm. Oh, real, okay. I'm yeah, real. click is deep. Click is deep. I'm that dude. If I watch him, I'm watching the cartoon and he gets really. I cried when Mufasa got killed. You know, I was like, yeah, this is bullshit. Put this cartoon on this motherfucker right here. <laughs> man or emotional, man. You know, you know, what cartoon group. got me up. Up. Yeah. The beginning montage yeah. of Up. Yeah. Le, that's the greatest love story I've ever seen on film. <laughs> no doubt. I swear to God, no that's doubt. a two-minute silent montage. And his wife and I'm like, movie's done to me. Yeah. That's, no, I, I, that and Crouching Tiger, Hidden yeah. Dragon. That's why right I couldn't heart. watch uh, Schindler's List for so many years. Schindler, that's tough. That little girl in the red coat was the same age that my daughter was the day the movie when the movie came out. And we're mm-hmm. watching, and I see this little girl in the red coat hide under the bed. And then three scenes later, she's on top of that pile of dead bodies, the same red coat. I got up. I said, I can't. I can't. I no. got to go. No, when kids get hurt, after you have kids, when you get all well, weird. My sons are the same way. Well, me, I can see my boys are so much like me. They're funny mm. as fuck. Yeah. My, love, my youngest is the funniest dude I ever met in my life. He's hilarious. But when we're watching the movie, if I'm tearing up, I look at them, and they're tearing up at the same time, and I'm, I just hug them and go, you guys, you're dead. It's okay, right guys. Like, it's all right. We're bonding. We're bonding. Mom comes in. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. We don't know. You get the fuck out. Go click something. What the fuck? We hug. We hug. <laughs> Poor mobs. Yeah. So uh, then, I, you know, yeah. and then from there, I was doing firefighting at the same time, and it just got to a point where I couldn't do all three. No. So I had to give up one. Yeah. And I gave up nursing first because okay. firefighting was such a cool fucking job. You know, cool job in the man. I mean, both, but the Bennies and yeah. then like, I mean, also, man, that's true. I got a couple of friends that are the true hero. Yeah. Like, it's, a cops sometimes get a bad rap, but man, no one, no one has anything bad to say about firefighters. And, and you know, the honest thing is that most firefighters are fucking just assholes, bitches. For real. Yeah. And there's, there's guys out there. That all their life wanted to be firefighters. Yeah. And they're good at what they do. Most of the guys get in there because they got in there because they, they wanted family. That they didn't really have to work that hard. As a firefighter, it's 99% downtime. Yeah. And 1% total fucking kick ass. Yeah. So a lot of the guys get lazy. Because it was three days on? One day on, two days off is the way we did it. Okay. So there were three turns. A, okay. B, and C turns. So um, you would, I was on two turn. And, um, you know, you had two days off. You had one day on. Everybody has a side job. But I'd have to say about fifty percent of those guys are just fucking bitches. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, okay. Just, and it's not because they want to be. It's just that when you have so much time, twenty years, and you're not done. But I say a lot of long, that time is nothing, downtime. A lot of that time is down. You start looking. A lot of my chubby. Yeah, like start looking for shit. No. Like looking for shit to complain about and cry yeah. about and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. No, and the that. the idea of the the fireman hero. I hear it all the time, yeah. and I go, yeah, but you don't understand. Some of them motherfuckers, you just want to choke. I wanted to choke. Nah, I bet when you work with them. Because yeah. the only thing I'm thinking is my house on fire, I ain't going Yeah, right. And I'm calling them. Oh, that was the best part. They man, you do a joke about that, man. Yeah, it's, it, that was beautiful. Yeah, they wanted me to drive the engine, and I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that because I want to go in the building. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you need to drive the engine. And I like a picture of that last scene in Con Air when the fucking engine is going through downtown because I can't drive that good. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm a maniac. I don't look at nothing. I don't know the shit. I drive for me. Yeah, you barely pay attention. You out there, motherfucker, you drive for Watch you. for Alex. Right, right. I was just coming through just <laughs> for- tearing shit up. So Alex I on board. That last scene in Con Air where the fucking engine is taped. Yeah. Marquees and shit. That's how I see it. And then, the, you know, the chief, is they didn't like the attitude I had because I was, like I said, older and I didn't give a fuck yeah. at that point. They tried to make you feel like a punk. And I'm you like, knew you could always go back to nursing yeah, and you I'm knew you could always, and you, and you wanted to make it in comedy. Right. But they, you had a plan B and a C. That's yeah. awesome. 
And then once comedy started and I started doing the overseas tours, that's when it got really crazy. Now, the overseas tours were for the troops? or yeah, for the troops. Now, how'd you get hooked up with that? I just... Uh, just I, what happened was, back in the day, I started out a young black comic on yeah. Comic View in, in, you know, ghetto-ass rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Chitlin and, Circuit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Chitlin Circuit. Right. And uh, when they asked out there in Germany, they said, we need a Latin comic. The only motherfucker they knew was me. Because they didn't really work with Latin comics. Yeah. They only knew, hey, well, I got this Latin comic named Alex Ortiz. So I ended up getting gigs out there way before like anybody uh, knew who I, I was because of that. Like yeah. you said, the people you know. That's yeah, how it people works. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing tours out there and I'd be gone for three weeks, you know, and, and I would switch days with firefighters so I wouldn't have to worry about losing money or nothing. And the chief just he changed the rule. They call it the Alex Ortiz rule. He changed the rule because of me. Now, yeah. instead of being able to switch as many days as you wanted in a pay period, you could only switch two days in a pay period. Okay. And then if you call off sick and they find out you're doing something else, you can get fired for that. That's a fireable offense. Okay. Yeah. So I just I just had to, you know. One sort day, of understandable, but I mean, yeah. you know, from a corporate side, well, you know, I understand there too, right. but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, I, you know, and the thing was, he finally one day he looked at me and said, you know, you got to ask yourself, do you want to be a firefighter or do you want to be a comedian? And I was like, you know, right, you're, you're right. I fucking quit. And I walked right out the door and never looked back. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So And, it's and then, every, and the, now, I always find, like some people call those burning a bridge. I find sometimes that's the best as you can make because it forces you to go full yeah. into this. Now you're like, done. That is bur- I cannot go back there because that bridge no longer exists. Now you're done. You got no I'm choice forward. but to do it. Yeah. 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 And um, take some advice. Burn that bridge. It yeah, lights the path that you were. Yeah. Burn down a fucking yeah bridge I've burned a few to build a to build a castle. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's I like. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta burn a bridge to build a castle. I like that. Alex Ortiz, quote by Alex Ortiz. Like <laughs> we can get that on a T-shirt. Uh, and uh, you know, like, and you meet so many cool dudes in the game. And uh, I think the coolest compliment I ever got was from Corey Holcomb. Me oh, on the road. Yeah. The fucking beast. Yeah, I mean, Corey. Corey's Corey. one of the coolest dudes in the game. Oh, uh, Corey's funny. And yeah. uh, his podcast is amazing. Oh yeah, go uh, Corey's. I got two twins. <laughs> and we were in the car driving. And we'd been doing a couple gigs. I was on the road with him and, and me and Dion and, and all these guys. We would go on the road all the time together. And uh, he turned to me one day. He said, you know what I like about you, Alex? You a real nigga. And I was like, man, that's Corey Holcomb. Just called me a real nigga. That and means, Corey's nigga. So Corey, <laughs> Corey's president of the local means, chapter exactly. of Nigga Society. Yeah. Corey's like vice president <laughs> exactly. of the whole, the exactly, whole thing, man. Exactly. He keeps it pretty damn real. Man, so it, that... That was one of the coolest, like you know, things. I was like, damn, that's that's tight, dog. Is that how Spigger came apart? No, Spigger is, yeah. is because uh, you know, have black. My dad is yeah. black, but he's a black Latino. Yeah. So one day on stage, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just a Spigger, and it got such a weird reaction that I yeah. thought, ooh, I like that. Yeah. So I went out immediately and bought Spigger.com. Dude, <laughs> that's the way to go, man. Immediately bought it. Mm-mm. I even had T-shirts that said Spigger Please for years, you know. Oh, and that's I, funny. That used to sell like crazy, but Spigger yeah. Please. That's Spigger funny, please. dog. So, and also, it, like, it comes off, man. I gotta be honest. I, first, you think you put it together, right? But I'm telling you, man, it come it 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 comes off so non-offensive. Yeah. Like even if even if you were a kind of person that nigger was offensive, right? Like Spigger is not no. like it's it's almost a playful term, yeah. and it's you. You're <laughs> right. the only one. Like, and you have right. Like, yeah. you're the only one. It's always good to have a brand like that, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So, I bought it immediately and uh, I've been using it ever since. And uh, it works out pretty well, especially I like the reaction. The only place I can't do it is in Cali for some reason. The joke? The Spigger. I can't use the word Spigger. Okay, but okay, but do you know why? No. Do you have a theory why? 
No. Okay, you know, the only reason I think why is growing up in Cali, um, there was always a little bit, and I never felt to like living in the valley directly because I had lots of friends that were Mexican, right. right? But there was a little beef between Mexicans and blacks. Really? Right, yeah, there was always a little bit. There was always a little bit of beef. It was more gang related, and it was more like who's the more oppressed minority, right? Because like in Cali, you had Mexicans really doing work, right? Like really doing work. You know, blacks in the hood were not weren't mowing <laughs> shit. You know, we'd rather hang out than yeah. mow shit. Let me let's just keep it real. And I think that came about, and I think that a lot of uh, and also in, in, they, in Cali, they'll, they'll take spick a little bit. Like wet back is what pisses them off, right? But they'll take spick a little bit of that. Yeah. But then, but in Cali, you know, nigga. That's like you know. That's yeah. like what up, cuz? Right. I figured out. So I yeah, couldn't say it in Cali because it really. I mean, it, the audience just stopped. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just stopped everything. So isn't I that great? How like that's what you learn so much about sociology yeah. from comedy. Yeah, you do a joke one place, it destroys. You do a place one place, you don't get shit down south. It, yep. Brah. Oh, they love it. Yeah, oh, they love it. Even the rednecks would come up. I need to get me four of them Spaker shirts, man. I need one from my mama. <laughs> Like holy shit, it was crazy how how easy. It's true, it but you know, in, in Cali, it just it died that a gruesome and horrible death. And yeah. You can't do it. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But that's why you got to try new stuff. That's weird yeah. about comedy. It's so democratic. You try something, you see if it works, yeah. it goes. If you're not ready to fail, you're not ready to succeed. That's the way I've especially in comedy. Yeah, especially if, you, if you ain't ready for a joke to fail, then you'll yeah. ever have one I did, succeed. In the first, remember we did. Yeah, man, welcome aboard show a few I days had two ago. Jokes that died gruesome and horribly. Alex went out the two jokes. Now I'm back there crying, but I mean, I, but I feel his pain. Like, cause I'm always at awkward. Comic like like comic do, does a joke, like the crowd doesn't react. I'm like, <laughs> they're like, thanks, Don. That was highly inappropriate. But Don, yeah, Don, the other comic that was funny. Everybody, uh, fuck you, Don. I said that joke and it said crick crick crick, and I thought, damn. And you know, I went worked back into, into their good graces. Oh yeah, it I, that when that joke just died, you're like, man. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. You now know. you've been killing it. You've been killing it. Um, we've been here all week. Yeah. You know, on the, uh, we're on the Carnival Liberty right now. You've been killing it all week. And how long you been on ships, though? Uh, it's going to be two years in November. So, you like it? Yeah, it's not bad. It's a pretty good gig. Yeah, I like. I mean, I think. I, I, I think. You know, not that comedy. You know, everybody talks about the ebbs and flows of comedy. Yeah. I think right now. I really believe this. It's not just because I do it all the time. I think right now, ships are one of the best places to actually do comedy because of the clientele we get. You know the joke is funny when people laugh on it here because they did not come together. Right. Meaning the people at that table, Texas, Oklahoma, right. New Zealand, one person from Canada, yeah. if they all laugh at this joke, you know it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when you, you know, do a comedy it, club, the, the yeah. ship comedy used to have a bad rep. Big time rep. Yeah. They call it called yeah. us hacks, called us ship hacks. hacks that you, yep. you can't make it in the comedy club. And oh, I'm yeah. like, no, nah, there's some funny motherfuckers out here. And now everybody wants this gig. All those yeah. cats that said that now all want this gig because yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm bro. Yeah. Like, uh, and know. I've seen guys in, the, the, in comedy, I've seen guys who had for a minute were hot as shit. Yeah. And then, you know, they started. I, I offered a guy, I'm not going to say no name, I offered yeah. a guy a gig. And at the time, he was pretty hot. And mm-hmm. I offered him two two grand. I said, hey, man, they got two grand for you. One night, come on in, fly you in, put you up. He said, no, nah, I'm making eight grand a night now, dog. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I mean, you, you know. Two grand still two good grand, you know, you come for in a one-night show. Grand. Nah, I can't do it for less than eight grand. I said, okay, well, no problem. Hung up the phone. Yeah. And then three years later, when he fell the fuck off, he's like, hey, man, you still got that two grand gig? And I was like, motherfucker, no. no. Especially since you're being yeah. treated so booty. It's not like, it's not so like you didn't offer him any then. money. 2000 right. for one night is not, you know. Comedy right. comedy math is weird. Don't get me right. wrong. The numbers are all over the place. But that ain't bad. But, you know. Yeah, but 2000 fly you in, yes. you up. That's, yeah, that's a not good a bad gig. deal. That's a good one gig. one night. Especially you're not you, doing one, two shows. One show. One show. 
two grand. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm making 8000 now. I can't do that. And now he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, I just see you doing all these comedy clubs. You think you can get a brother some work? Yeah, I got alimony and car payments. Can yeah, you help yeah, I guess I can yeah. help you out, dude, because I'm always that dude. People yeah. ask me for com, com, you know, contacts. Like, mm-hmm. I give them. I've never been that guy to hold back because there's yeah. enough work out here for all of us. I mean, I see, I don't get the crabs in the barrel yeah. mentality, too. People say, like, how do I get on shifts? I'm like, here's the email. Yeah. Like you get, you try. It doesn't mean you get the job. Yeah. And believe me, they ain't asking my opinion yeah. every five minutes. But I mean, like, but a lot of comics. I know when I first got on here, like people were like secretive. Yeah, they they hated anybody new because they thought you were taking a gig. Right. And I'm like, man, I don't think it's really like that. No, I mean, I get it. Like, there's X amount of gigs, but I can right. get them. But well, I mean, Carnival has like the most comedy club yes. stages than anybody else. Yes. I mean, they got so many ships. So yeah, yeah, they keep what. They got to keep 50, 60 there's comics. 24, there's 25 or something like that ships. Right. Each so ship got four comics a working a week usually. I mean, yeah. at least two lots ships got four, four comics right, working right. a week. So, I mean, that's good math. Yeah. And then there's, there's work out there. And then, like, to me, just bring it. Yeah. You know, come, you'll, you'll get rid of us when you're funny. But, I mean, like, come out here and, and try. As long as you don't do anything majorly stupid, you can't really lose this job. Oh, yeah. No, I've, yeah. I've known quite a few cats yeah, that have done some shit, shit. Yeah, majorly yeah, stupid, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, openly fighting security or, you know, openly fucking people and, like, the problem. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, you, you can't you can't get yeah. hit in the problem. Yeah. Oh, you can't get caught. But you can't get caught. <laughs> you definitely can't get. But some of these dudes are hella sloppy, dude. Right. She's wearing a ball gown and you're wearing a purple jacket, right? And you're walking that promenade holding yeah. hands. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I can't believe they called me. Oh, really? You're you're the same you're drug dealer with with a purple car and red rims. <laughs> the, the, the legendary mm. story is the guy that had the mm. the daughter, and uh, he got in and he took the daughter of this couple to his room. And uh, oh. the couple couldn't find their daughter the next morning. And he, you know, they're, the security's looking on. They said, well, who's the last person you saw with? The comedian. Mm-hmm. So they knocked on his door. And sure enough, 19-year-old girl was still in the room. So I was like, yeah, that was major league stupid. Sorry, Mike. Um, yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's just a legendary story. I don't even oh, know yeah. what it was. The cruise director is actually on this ship. We tried to oh, warn the camp. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah, dude. That's, that's a legendary one. Uh, and the, legendary. The, worst part, the worst part about it, she was ugly. Oh. That's the worst part. Isn't that the worst it part? I know that sounds so dog. shallow. I do that, though. Like, so I knew shallow. guys in comedy Same thing with- that had wives at home. Banging. Banging. Yep. Dude, there was one guy, like I said, no names. His wife <laughs> was beautiful. Yeah. Just brilliant. Yeah. One, his biggest supporter. Oh. Worked hard for him. And then I'm on the road with him in, in, in Atlanta, and he's got this skis. Oh, my God, dude. I've looked at her like, how the fuck can you go from your wife to that? Men almost always cheat down, but I don't understand leaving a good marriage to cheat. Yeah. Like, like I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've been married twice, so right. I've obviously had made mistakes. Right. But like each time, I needed to get out. Right. And I just wasn't man enough at the time to leave her before right. I did anything stupid, right. which is what you should do. Yes. Advice from Don. But I, whenever mm-hmm. I see dudes that like, you got a wife that supports you in comedy. You got a wife that does this and that. And Dude, why you want to? Why you want to through that? Away? Like I still love her. Like and yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm I still every time I see her, I, I shake my head and go, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Thinking. And uh. I'm at the point now. I'm 53, so. Pussy, I don't give a fuck about pussy. Right? I mean, because you, you, you've had a good share. You're married yeah, now. I mean, you know, you're busy raising the kids. You I know? got my wife and kids. And How and much Viagra do I want to take? Yeah, and not just mm-hmm. <laughs> get that fucking side effects. Yeah, right. Um, it, it's, to me, sex is cool. But when you put love into it, yes. well, then it's magical. Yeah. Why fuck it up 
you know, why fuck up that magical shit for a piece of ass? I'm good. And they've done they've done studies. You know, men are happier in marriage than, than uh, women are. It's so weird. Like, yeah. men always complain about commitment and getting marriage. They, whenever they do the study, men's happiness in marriage is, like, way higher. I'm going to have to bring women's. that up to my wife. It's like, true. Why ain't you happy, bitch? But, cause, <laughs> well, you know, we're not going to do the misogynistic podcast this one, <laughs> even though those are coming up. But uh, I think it's because they, they, they change and evolve and want different stuff all yeah, the time. No. I, Whereas men, just, like, it's just I got my toys. It's just about growing up. Yeah. yeah no. It's just about growing up and knowing that, you know, you're good. Now, hey, man, you got some stuff coming up. I got a movie coming out. That's Talk to me about it, man. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on, brag, man. Like premiere, man. What's uh, the name of the movie, first of all? I Am Gangster. I Am Gangster. Yeah, yeah. I play Payaso, one of the lead roles in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a badass dude. Latin uh, gang member. I'm just yeah, throwing Latin out a limb gang, there. But chief. The, 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 the yeah, man. I come into okay. the jail, and as soon as I walk in the door, I'm running the jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story's about David. Uh, my boy Rick Mancia, I love you, Rick. No, Rick Mancia, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he plays uh, David, who's a, a secure uh, a guard at the jail. And the whole story is the battle between me, being the chief bad guy, and the chief of the guards, who's dirty as well, trying to get him to work with both of us. Like I want him on my team, and he wants him on his team. So the whole thing is the battle between us to get David to switch over. Plus, there's the backstory of the gangbangers. It shows the life of gangbanging in L.A. Like, they, we had gangbangers, old bangers, as consultants on this. No, but I say, in L.A., in, I remember dudes in, that were, like, because I was a production for a while in L.A. Yeah. They would bring real gang members on right. to consult, and this, I would do that to go pick them up. This walked up to me and said, yeah. you're playing me in this movie. And I was like, what? He said, yeah, I'm payaso. I was like, oh, shit. How you doing, sir? Cause and he looked Yeah, the, he looked yeah. the part, man. And yeah. I mean, the guy... Uh, Moritz Reschenberg, he, the director, he wrote it, produced it, and directed it. And uh, the guy was, he was so amazing in working with us, man. And uh, I had to have sex in the movie. It was Yeah, the sex scene? Yeah, man, that's amazing. That's awesome. First movie. Yeah, Wait, prison sex. movie. It was with a woman, though. It was with a woman. Just making sure. Yeah, Just yeah, making yeah, sure. Yeah, prison yeah, movie. Yeah, prison no, movie. It was a prison movie. Yeah, and, of course, she looked girl. great. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you explain it to the wife when you were that home? Was, that, was a, that was a whole I, I got a, I got a sex scene. I called her up, and I was like, baby, you know, my wife's a gangster. She don't fuck around, so... Uh, I called her up and I was like, baby, I got this scene in this movie we got to talk about. And she's like, well, I said, this is real graphic jailhouse sex scene. And she's like, oh, jailhouse sex. And I said, yeah. She goes, what are you worried about? I said, I don't want the boys to see daddy doing this kind of shit on screen. She's like, well, jailhouse sex, huh? Well, what you have to remember, baby, it's not you. It's your character. So you have to get past whatever problem you're having in the best damn jailhouse sex scene they've ever seen. I was like, I love damn. you, gangster bitch. Click. Hung damn. She's like, get that check. Yeah, I don't care who you got to fuck. Script, she was like, <laughs> she, was like oh. she said, I thought you said it was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, when the fuck did I say it was a dude? She goes, you said jailhouse sex. I said, yeah, baby, I have sex in the jailhouse with one of the female guards. She goes, well, what you going to do? I said, well, baby, it ain't me. It's my character. <laughs> That's hilarious. What so, you, she trained. Well, you got to do what you got to do. If you got to right, take it in the ass, you got to take right, it in the ass. But then, wait, <laughs> she was cool with him. Dude, yeah, she was telling you. Cool. She was fucking cool with me taking it in the ass or giving it to some dude in the butt. But she wasn't oh, cool. Oh, that's girl. hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. She, did she stalk that girl on Facebook? Because she, she like, I don't even like that bitch. She <laughs> no, I don't oh, know. I ain't, I ain't never had no other contact with her since then. No, like, that's funny. 17 man. takes. <laughs> 17. We gotta redo this one. We gotta for real, yeah. for real. Seventeen takes. Seventeen. Well, they gotta reposition yeah. and shoot. No, they were just different camera angles. Yeah, and it was in a closet kind of a thing. So, you know, I walked in and uh, and uh, you know, I tried to grab her and she's like, wait, wait, and she starts taking her clothes off and then I gotta rip her bra off and rip her panties off and flip her over the thing and take her from behind. Oh, damn, it's wrong. Yeah, it was straight. Yeah, 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 there yeah. was no love making. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. Like, oh, oh, 
bullshit. <laughs> it was straight. I'm you fucking, fucking in the closet in jail. Yeah. Okay. And then when it's over, I grab a towel, wipe my dick off, and say, get the fuck out of here, bitch. That's exactly <laughs> she, how it she like, okay. I can go back to work anyway. <laughs> oh, my so, God, yeah, it, was, it was really crazy. But the movie comes out June 11th in L.A. Yep. Uh, we're in the Dances with Wolves uh, Film Festival. And uh, it's going to be right there by Grauman's Chinese Theater. So I'm excited. Okay. So June 11th. June 11th, it'll be, yeah. So hopefully it'll be on something soon, Netflix. Or if it gets a worldwide release, hopefully, you know, on theaters. I'm, I'm hoping for theaters because comes out in the theaters the check is bigger for me yeah right <laughs> yeah right so, now yeah. but now you're gonna stay in uh you're gonna stay in um chicago you can make yeah, a trip I'm out to LA. Move back out. I, you know I, I like to lay but i was miserable there because yeah. my family my wife you know she's got a really good job and yeah. the kids are in school my son's yeah. in high school baseball team and he's like you know dad i don't really want to go so i said well let me just go out there and i'll come back and forth mm-hmm. and i spend times in la where i'm just fucking miserable because i love my family period yeah it's all about my family no you had them to yeah to, yeah, to yeah. have them if they were know? if they were there in la with me it would have been a whole different thing but i'd be on the road come back to la go on the road so it'd be two three months where i wouldn't see my wife and kids and nah. after that third month, dude, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the fucking just miserable. It's rough on you, rough on them, rough yeah, on her. Yeah, everybody, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's a back and forth. So yeah, best decision I made. And plus, I had given up drugs and drinking, mm-hmm. and everybody I know in L.A. drugs and drinking, drugs and drinking, and more, I mean, more they, drugs and drinking. They were doing real hard drugs. Oh yeah, shit, you know, so L.A. still cocaine. Funny everybody thinks Miami's cocaine. You come into the room and they got lines of cocaine on the table, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey man, we're real proud of you that you quit, man, but you ain't gonna offer you none because we're really proud of the yeah. way you're doing." It. Yeah, no. But you do I knew that I was going to have that day, mm. that bad day yeah. where I come in the door and I was, yeah. there's Coke all over the table. And I'm like, you know what? Me fucking lying. Fuck it. And I didn't want to go back to being that guy. So. No, but that's one of the things, you know, to bring it back to comedy fitness, like you're on health. You're, I find there's a point in a man's life, especially comics, yeah. where you get to a point where this crossroads in all of our lives where I think a comic makes a decision like, okay. Am I going to go down the path that I've seen so many of us go down of destruction? I mean, like, you know, come on. We all have had friends in comedy yeah. that it's ended badly. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, overdose, whether it's accidental, whether it's right. purposeful, where it's some version of suicide. You get some bad shit. You get yeah. some bad shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, not everybody's trying to kill themselves, but if you take enough drugs, you know it can kill yourself. Yeah. You know, you and plus suicidal. you don't know what you're getting half the No. Time. You're, so you're dealing with people like, you know, sometimes you don't know. And in a city you've never been in before, you're looking for it. They're not all your friends. No, sir. You do that. So, you know, do you, you think... Um, is that part of the success arc? Like, for instance, have you noticed that as you get more control of your life, health-wise, as far as physically, mentally, that the, the arc goes up higher? Oh, yeah. And not just that, but I've noticed that, like, when I smoked a lot of weed and I did a lot of coke and drank a lot of liquor, a lot, mm. I've noticed guys that I used that I hang with that they'll go to the comedy show mm. and they'll, they'll go in the washroom and do their bumps and shit, you know, mm. drink their drink. And then they'll go out on stage and have mediocre sets and yep. come off and go, man, I killed it. And I was like... You don't have a perspective. No, motherfucker. You, yeah, you're looking at it wrong. Especially you're, drunk. Yeah. I mean, all drugs are bad on yeah, stage, I but think. but drunk and you but, come off the stage like, man, I kicked the shit out of that motherfucker. And I was like, yo, you, you just got through that. I mean, it was okay. Yep. But you didn't. You, you they didn't come destroy. They killed. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking... There was times, dude, where I thought I was killing that I probably wasn't killing. Mm-hmm. And now when I kill, I know I kill. Now, you know, because right. sometimes I think with, with, with that, it's like being at a party drunk. Right. Like, you know, it's not that great a party. But like, man, I'm having a great time. Right. You know, we're at a barbecue. And then they get, they get that in their heads. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, I killed it. And I was like, you weren't watching the same set I was watching, huh? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you did okay. But you didn't. 
you didn't keep. Right, and it's because you were all messed all right. up. That's good. So now, man, you know, you, you, you're keeping it clean. Yeah. You're eating, you eating better? You're eating a lot better, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I find the shifts can help regulate that because to me, you know, you control your food and then you, the, the shoot. And Other than eat, writing, go to the gym. Because they got better choices sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there are times, you know, I mean, you can have a, a double cheeseburger and chicken fingers and fries every day if you want. You can do or that. Or you could have the big fish with the, you know, and they got. They got good food. They got good food. I got ceviche in my yeah. fridge right now. There's a good chance I'll go up and have half a cheeseburger <laughs> right now. But I got ceviche. And you, it's about it's about mixing and matching. Yeah, yeah. No, it's about, and sometimes food. it's just about making a better choice instead of uh, on the road. I eat better than I do at home. Right. Because at home I got three boys, and you know I wake up in the morning on Sunday morning. We have football sandwiches, which we've had for years. What's and that's where I take a uh, nice big loaf of bread, like uh, Italian bread. Mm-hmm. I get these these little bakery. Uh, buns that mm-hmm. are baked small little uh submarine sandwich kind of breads and i'll go home and i'll put eggs and ham and cheese and, and just huge they're we call them football sandwiches because they look like footballs i love we have them for the bears games every sunday yep and well these huge football sandwiches and and now uh everybody's at the age where they can finish a football sandwich yeah <laughs> my 10 year old is like he's struggling a little but he'll yeah, finish the 12 year old up. will kill it the 16 year old kill it <laughs> kill it and watch some of yours for more yeah. right you ain't gonna eat the rest of that sandwich yeah. Yeah. and and you know at, at, i cook in the fire department I, I i was a good cook before i became a fireman, yeah, fireman cook yeah. and now i'm a fabulous yeah. cook. so i cook all the time at home and my wife will come home from work and dinner will be ready and you know that's she'll, right. she'll come in the door and we'll sit down both gotta cook everybody in the house gotta cook i'm sorry that's not sexy everybody in house everybody in house was a good cook but didn't cook yeah, I never married you know a cook. I don't know what and, I was. Uh, I she never, never yeah, she was like that but about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Future podcast. Yeah. But yo, man, Alex, man, I appreciate it, man. No problem, Thank man. you so it much for good. coming it out. Fun hanging out with you. Hey, man, but dude, it's been a great yeah. week. I learned yeah, a lot, yeah. like, like electric bike. I mean, I've been going to Cosmo forever, and he opened my eyes. She just see me running around like an idiot yesterday. Yeah. And this will be on the. You look uh, so happy. You look I was like so happy. Too, but you so I was happy so, I got toy. a new toy, man. I was like, it was all yellow. I was sitting around looking at you. You look the happiest little kid on the new it was bike. Like my, it was like my, my kid when he got his power wheel. I was, I was happier than him. I'm like, this is the shit. Because it was the same price as what I used to pay for a cab ride right, anyway. Right, and you but now I can go anywhere I want. And you can do, yeah, just you know? go up and down the street. And those things were. You can lock it right to a Lock it right up. Boom, and keep going. Safer than anything else. Yeah. And, dude, that's escape speed. Yeah. Like, you can actually get out of a bad oh, situation yeah. oh, like yeah. that. Like, I can get, oh, I can get away if I get harassed by some Cosmelian. Yeah, just you know, I don't think that's what they call them. But if I get harassed by Mexican, a Cosmelian, if I get harassed Oh, I got a Cosmelian. <laughs> you chased by an alien, an illegal one. Yeah. You can get out of there. Yeah. But man, but dude, Alex Ortiz, make sure you go check his out. Check his website out, Spigger.com. Spigger.com. He's got um, I am Gangster coming out June 11th. Follow me on Twitter at Latin Laugh, L A T I N L A F. Latin Laugh.com. Latin Laugh. Wait on. Latin Laugh. Latin Laugh at Twitter. Instagram, all that. I got all that. And Instagram's the same thing, Latin Laugh, L A T I N L A. Latin Laugh. And we'll have a link on the website below the podcast, too, right to the site. So, Alex, I appreciate it, man. Comedy Fitness. Thank you so much, dog. Hey, we got shows tonight. Yeah, yeah. We got to get to work tonight. Hey, thank y'all so much. Hey, you know how it is. Laugh your ass off. Peace out, y'all.